This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And this is Real Presence Live, and we want to thank you for staying with us this morning. Um, we're moving forward now, and we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Andrew Baki, who is an emergency room doctor. Uh, good morning to you, Dr. Baki. Thank you for being on with us this morning. You are welcome, Brad. Thanks so much. It's uh, So as we get started, why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Andrew Baki, and I am uh, husband to Rebecca and father to Claire, Luke, Audrey, and Isaac. And I practice emergency medicine at Sanford here in Fargo. Hmm. So that's, uh, I, I can imagine that that's a, a fairly intense day. What is, what is your normal daily uh, routine look like? Well, um, you know, in the emergency room, we see anything and everything that comes through the door 24-7. And, and I like that about the job. Uh, the variety uh, makes, makes sure that it's never boring. And I enjoy seeing, you know, male and female patients from birth to, mm. you know, 105. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, it, we're just so grateful for your ministry as an emergency room doctor. It, it can't be easy, though. No. And you must have to definitely rely heavily on your faith to get through, you know, those difficult moments um, well, they're emergencies. Right. They're exactly. all difficult moments, really, um, with with not just the patient, but the family members as well that are so concerned about their loved one. Um, can Can you speak to that about how your Catholic faith plays a role in your work every day? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, well, not everything that we see is, you know, life-threatening. Sure. Um, you know, there are definitely some harrowing moments. And um, uh, times when I do need to rely on my faith to, um, you know, uh, sustain myself and the patient through, you know, some uh, some suffering. Mm-hmm. And and one of the ways that I do that is I, I I think of my job as an opportunity to see in my patients Christ who suffers. Mm-hmm. So what is that like for you, Dr. Baki, in, in terms of, I mean, obviously our life experience influences our relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, the things that we we encounter on a day-by-day basis, you know, that that's something that's part of who we are and, and how we might relate with the Lord God. Uh, you know, what is that like in terms of you with with regard to your prayer life, you're seeing you're seeing stuff, as you say, not all the time, but but regularly that are are difficult things. You know, I I thought of initially, um, momentarily being a doctor at the early stage of college, and then I realized I hate the sight of blood and probably wouldn't do well with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you're encountering difficult things regularly. What is that? What is that like in terms of, you know, you as a Catholic, in terms of you as as a doctor? You know, what? How does that impact things? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, I couldn't do it without um, without the, the help of the Lord, and mm-hmm. and you know, before every shift that I work, I I say a prayer, you know, to to that God might uh, give me the the energy, the intelligence, and the compassion to mm-hmm. to heal people in His name. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. Yeah, that is, you know, from someone who's been in emergency rooms herself and with loved ones, um, it is a, it's a really difficult experience for, for families and, and for you to, to be that, that doctor that has Christ, (laughs) you know, um, who's asking for, for God to, to guide your, your intellect and your, your decisions and your hands, you know, it's just so wonderful to Mm -hmm. hear that. Um, because I know those emergency room visits that I've been in myself or with a family member have been really difficult times, you know, where we've relied on prayer (laughs) to get through, but then to know that the doctor is relying on prayer as he enters that, um, that's really powerful and wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, Dr. Baki, that I, I think of, um, as Janine said, we've we've certainly had plenty of um, occasions to visit the emergency room ourselves with, uh, you know, a bunch of little kids. And I think of my son, Joseph, who's now 14. When he was about two, I remember one time I was pushing him in the stroller, and he loved going fast. And so, you know, I was kind of running down the street with uh, with him in the stroller, and he's giggling and everything. And then all of a sudden, like a rock jammed in the front wheels. And so, of course, we flipped uh, head over heels, and he wound up planting face first on the con- on the tar of the road, and I landed on the stroller. And we're bringing him into, well, uh, first of all, my first thought is, I, I just killed my son, you know, and-, mm-hmm. and find out that he's just all scraped up and everything. And we bring him into the emergency room, and then my next thought is, they're going to take him away from me. (laughs) We can laugh hindsight, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, Oh, this guy's not fit to be a parent. Um, and I remember going in there and meeting the doctor and, and, um, it was just, it was so comforting because she's like, Oh, it's two. My kid was in the ER six times by the time he was two. It's just like, Oh, thanks be to God. Thank you for, for being a doctor. So it's kind of a neat way that you have to be able to minister to people. As Janine said, the families can, can sometimes be facing, you know, more stress and trauma than the person themselves, right? Well, you're, you're right. That's a great example. And and it's actually one of my favorite patient encounters is when, you know, we I'm seeing a child who's, and child, children are so often healthy, um, they can be, they can be helped and healed. And uh, so I, I, I look forward to seeing kids. And, and so often, um, you know, more than anything else, what we're doing is providing reassurance. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to, I like to say that we're in the reassurance business mm. as, as much as we are in the you know um, doing anything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and that is a, a rewarding uh, patient encounter for me. Is it stressful for you when you're encountering things? I mean, because as you say, there's such a broad range of of things that you encounter, um, and it's kind of on you to figure out you know what's going on here. Uh, how do we respond to this? And it's often—I I would imagine—it's—it's it's not infrequently that there's there's an urgency to things. What, what's that like for you as you face those scenarios? Yeah, there's there's definitely uh, you know pressure of time and and that and you know we're often juggling multiple patients at once and trying to give our whole attention to to each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, uh, you know that's what we're trained for. That's what uh, um, yeah, we, we are expected to do, and that's the standard that we uh, expect from ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's um, it's really hard now in the the times of COVID. 
um, with emergency room treatments, um, how do you minister to families who maybe aren't able to come in with their loved ones? Is that happening at all? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, one of my personal rules is, to, is that if there are no family members present, you got to call somebody, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, make sure that you have talked to uh, some member of the patient's family if if they allow it and, and wish, wish for it. Um, and because uh, you do have to care for the family as much as you do the, the patient themselves. Mm. Yeah, that's wonderful, Dr. Aki, because I know even with some of our experiences, you know, the doctor is absolutely beautifully trained and knowledgeable, but there are little little things about what happened prior that without that communication probably makes it harder for you to diagnose even, or maybe it's extra steps that you have to go through that you wouldn't have had to if you could have talked to the a family member about what happened prior to everything that you know, went on. Uh, of course, with Brad's example, obviously, he landed on his kid's stroller. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, but you know, whether it's a heart patient or, you know, a, a whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of yeah. different things that can happen prior to those um, well, emergency I'm, visits. Well, a lot of my patients are not able to speak it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and so I need to uh, talk to others um, just, to, just to get started. I suppose mm-hmm. so. I, I'm I'm curious, Doctor Baki, um, with with as a Catholic in any workplace, um, you know there are probably challenges to living that out. Uh, is that something that that you find easy to do in the emergency room setting uh, with colleagues and 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 staff and so on? Are, are people in as they're facing those kind of crises? Are they more inclined? To be people of faith, or or less so, or do you have any sense of that? And what is what's the relationship like between you and, and your colleagues in that respect? Sure. Um, well, my uh, my impression is that healthcare workers are more inclined to uh, uh, living a life of faith, hmm. um, and you know there are a lot of us uh, Catholics in in medicine and in nursing. Um, you know, I'm a member of the Catholic Medical Association and. Hmm. And knowing that you have peers out there that are uh, like-minded spiritually, um, that is a that's a source of, of uh, consolation, mm-hmm. and and something that we can, you know we often uh, discuss amongst ourselves any any dilemmas we might be encountering, and um, you know in areas of of medical ethics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. The Catholic Medical Association is such a fantastic association that really the the doctors uh, correct me on when I slaughter the name. Is it the Hippocratic Oath? Is that? Can you correct me, yep. Father? Or I'm um, yep. sorry, yep. Uh, Doctor Hippocrates. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Greek physician. He he uh, penned the original version. And how important that is, because that is under attack for for you doctors right now, and and so it is important to to have this unity with this association to to just have strength amongst one one another uh, in in living out that faith while you you do the most important job um, mm-hmm. in saving lives. 
Mm-hmm. You know, one, one of the other um, opportunities I have is to, uh, you know, in certain circumstances, um, the best that you can do for the patient is to, you know, usher them into the afterlife in a mm-hmm. in a comfortable manner. And uh, as you know, those are those situations are you know just as challenging as um, ones where there is an opportunity to save the patient. Yeah, you know, I think that... we do you know save lives occasionally, and sometimes uh, um, we have to you know have you know natural death is inevitable. Yeah, I think that's a really important point, and we're going to have to take a quick break here and step away for a couple of minutes. But I'd like to go into that a little bit more on the other side of the break of what you know. How do you how do you deal with that uh, um, as a doctor, as uh, ministering to family members, and so on? So uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Real Presence Live, but we'll we'll be back with more after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. If you are experiencing depression, anxiety, or suffering, especially from grieving, how can you find healing? I'm Father Chris Alar. While you should first seek professional help when needed, there is a roadmap that can help you to live your life again, and it is called the Spiritual Principles of Divine Mercy. First, come to admit that you are powerless over the loss of your loved one. Second, come to trust that Jesus can restore your life to manageability. And third, make the decision to entrust your will, your life, and your loved one to the loving care and protection of God. Join us and learn more about how to apply these healing principles in your life. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are having a fascinating conversation with Dr. Andrew Bakke, an emergency room doctor, a Catholic, uh, who's sharing with us what that what that's like. Dr. Bakke, right before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about this great mystery of death. You know, we um, it, it's it's... It's kind of strange, I guess, how strange it is because everyone goes through it, right? Everyone is going to experience death. 
all of us. It's from the beginning of time to the end. That's just part of the equation. We all know it to be true. We, we all know that that's going to happen. And yet it's, it's such a bizarre reality when we encounter it. Yeah. Um, how do you, first of all, I guess, how do you as a doctor, as one who's caring for people, how do you deal with that? Um, how, do you, how do you respond when you have patients that, that you're ministering to and, and they don't make it? Sure. Well, um, when the patient is, is near death, you know, um, you have to be very frank with uh, them and with their family that, you know, this could be it. Um, you know, uh, give them every opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, receive the last rites, you know, if, or whatever their faith mm-hmm. tradition uh, uh, allows. Um and uh, you know, be them, be with them uh, through through to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I have to deliver some you know grim news to to families um, that they, their loved one is near or or has already died, um, and uh, it takes takes everything you got to um, be present in that moment and. Um, and deliver that message. Yeah, it, yeah, it is such a, a sacred time, you know, the earthly life to the eternal life, and 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 how that is handled is so vitally important. And and thankfully, your faith recognizes the the sanctity of that life and the sacredness of that life and in that instance. Um, and and for the family, you know, I was kind of in that situation, at least at the time, we thought we were in that with my mom. And and that was just a very difficult time to hear the kind of news we were getting as she was going into, you know, kidney failure and all of this stuff. And, and you just, your prayers are ramped up tenfold, you know, at uh-huh. those moments. And, um, and and we were blessed, you know, that that they were able to get things figured out and, and get her responding in a positive way. And by the next day, you would have never known she went through what she went through. So I have this really huge appreciation for emergency room doctors yeah. and staff um, and the heightened, um, oh, just the quickness and, and clarity you have to work with. But then to know that you're bringing that faith, your faith, uh, the Catholic faith, in particular, into your work is just really a powerful witness. And I, oh, I just you. really want to thank you for that. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, people should never hesitate to uh, um, request a priest um, because uh, the oil of the sick is a sacrament you can receive as many times as necessary. Right. You know, should you recover. So um, don't hesitate to do that. I'm curious, Dr. Baki, we realize that with the anointing of the sick, that um, there are a couple different fruits of that. Certainly, there's the spiritual fruit of it, right? But that it is possible that there can be material, physical results. Are, are there any things that you've ever seen with a priest coming in and, and giving last rites that's been like, wow, that's that's remarkable? It's a miracle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I... What I have observed is the effect that it has not just on the patient but on their family. Mm. Um, it's a great relief uh, mm. comes over the room, and um, 
and on the staff as well. Um, you know, everybody who's who's present um, in that room when the when the priest is is, is blessing the patient is, is affected by that. So it, it is definitely a powerful uh, event. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've definitely heard um, that. You know, sometimes people are are hesitant to call the priest because they they fear that that might be giving up. Like, like if we call the priest, you know, now we're surrendering that this person is going to die. Do you see any of that at all, or what's that like? Yeah, definitely. That's why, you know, you know, beg everyone, don't hesitate. You, mm-hmm. you have nothing to, nothing to lose by, by uh, getting the, getting the priest involved. And, mm-hmm. um, but it, I can, I can see where that hesitation comes from. You don't want to admit that 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 it might be time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Have Have you witnessed miracles in the emergency room, or doctor? Well, um, I I've seen some pretty remarkable things. Um, oh, nothing that would make the you know you could make a movie about, but um, not going to canonize <laughs> someone with it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I've definitely seen some uh, uh, private uh, uh, miracles that occur, you know, you know, uh, between two people, and um, you know, some pretty moving stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we only have a couple minutes left here, Doctor Bucky, but I'm I'm wondering if there are um, you had you had mentioned already, like the encouragement to be sure to call the priest and to not hesitate um i'm curious if there are any other kind of final thoughts or or any particular hardships that you encounter that you face and and how your catholic catholic faith informs that sure well you know i see people um who have uh, hesitated to come in until it's too late Hmm. um you know that happens quite often and um you know, I want them. I want people to be reassured that the emergency department is going to provide you care, um, regardless of your ability to pay, and uh, regardless of whatever situation you're in. Um, we don't ask questions. We just um, get down to work and um, uh, you know start you on your path to, toward healing. Mm. So, so uh, if that's if there's any advice I could give to a listener, it would be. Um, uh, to use your best judgment, and if you think you need to seek out medical care, we are there for you. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, we we really want to thank you not only for being on the radio with us, but but um, you know especially for the the service that you offer, for the life saving service that you offer to so many. Uh, it's obviously essential um, care that you provide, and and we're grateful to you and to all the staff um, for for that ministry that is it really is yeah absolutely i i second that and i'm just so grateful for all the emergency room doctors and the the ministry they provide and and i'm just so grateful for you taking your catholic faith into yep. the emergency room and it just um, brings an added comfort yes absolutely well you guys are very welcome and thank you for the fine work you do for catholic radio well thank you, you dr baki Well, God bless you, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again sometime in the future, we hope. Very good. All right.
Um, okay, well, we've kind of come to the end of the slate here, but we've got Therese on the other side of the glass to tell us what's, what's up next time around. Yep, so on the next Real Presence Live, that's Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Hosts Father Richard Kunst and Cindy Jennings will be coming to you live from St. James Church in Duluth. Bryn Hauer will talk, will be on to talk about staying Catholic in college. Hmm. And then call in at 877-795-0122 to get your question on the faith answered during Straight Talk with Father Richard Kunst. All that and much more will be coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Love it. Thank you, Therese. Um, yeah, I, I actually love that. Uh, the, um, I just forgot the, the, the call-in segment. I've just oh, read the, the straight, the talk, straight yeah. talk. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That is a, a fantastic segment. Yeah. We don't do it every day of the week yeah. anymore, yeah. but uh, for those of you out there listening, uh, tune in yep. and uh, write down your questions and call in. It uh, The callers really make the show. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's such great discussion that happens with the questions from our callers. For sure. It, well, it was a wonderful, a wonderful varied show today. You know, there are a lot of different areas that we went into, and it was just it was great to to see how the, the faith informs all that. Yeah, it, it is. It's. Um, I just highly encourage everyone to, you know, just pray, pray with God, yeah. and ask Him to guide you in this new year. Yeah. Uh, in in some kind of spiritual resolution yeah. that can just bring you deeper. And maybe that's listening to Real Presence Radio 9 to 11 every day of the Amen. week. <laughs> all right. Well, let's submit it all to the Lord's, uh, the, the divine Trinity as we pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening in. We look forward to being with you next time. God bless you all, and have a happy new year. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.